If you've been looking for a proven B2B content strategy, you just found it. The same strategy that I'm about to show you right now has helped our clients generate six to seven figure deals. It's helped startups raise millions of dollars in funding, and it's even helped clients of ours get their companies acquired in multi-million dollar deals. That being said, this is a real strategy. It's not some secret trick. You're not gonna put out three videos and then next Thursday, everyone knows who your company is and all of a sudden you're making millions of dollars. But if you're in it for the long haul and you want an actual proven strategy, one that really works, then you're going to get a lot from this video. So with that being said, let's get into it. So the content strategy itself is actually seven simple steps, but we don't start right away with the content. You see, that's a mistake that most companies make. They're like, oh, and get right into content. Let's start posting video content. Let's start posting text, pictures. Let's do a newsletter. Let's do a podcast. And they jump right in without taking a holistic approach. So you'll notice the first few steps, while they do have to do with content, it's not getting into posting content on social right away. And there's a reason for that. Because if you want to do this right, you can't think about a single channel. You can't think about just social media. You got to think about content in general, your customer and the buyer journey, which is exactly where we're going to start with step number one. So here it is. Step number one, understand your customer and the customer buyer journey. Now you probably know who your customer is and you've got the client profile built out, but do you really know how they buy? Do you know what decisions go into how they buy? Do you know what questions they ask when they're getting ready to buy? Do you know who else they involve in the buying process? Process. We're going to get to some of this later, but do you even have tracking in place to know where these customers are coming from? If I asked you right now, where did your last 10 customers come from? Could you tell me the exact buyer journey that they went on from unknown to actually becoming a customer? Because I can, and I'm going to show you exactly how to do that. So most people, when they think about the buyer journey, they think awareness, consideration, and decision. And basically it follows like this. Awareness just means that they've become aware of the problem that they have or the need to make a change or the desire for a better result. Now, once they be become aware, and this is a priority for them, they're going to go into consideration mode. At this point, they're doing research, they're consuming content, they might be checking out websites, they may be asking people for referrals, they may see content on social media and reach out to somebody to learn more, they may check out your LinkedIn profile, there's a ton of different options they have at this point, but they're considering which route they should go and what option is going to be best for them based on the results that they want to get. And then of course, they move into decision. And this could be a decision to actually go with the company, it could be the decision to go a different route, or it could be kind of a no decision where they just don't move on anything at that particular time. Now, before people even become aware, they're just unknown or unsure of the problem that they really have, or maybe the extent of it, or they're unclear on what a better outcome could be. Now, what most companies are skipping right now between unknown and awareness is demand creation. This is where you and your company have an opportunity to create the awareness, to create the demand for a company to make a change to go a different path. We do this by creating content and getting it out to the different channels. And the content creates these aha moments for potential customers where they see something in the feed or they listen to a podcast or they watch a video and they go, wait a second, why aren't we doing that? Wait a second, we're missing out on this opportunity. Wait a second, we're making these mistakes and it's costing us money. We're missing out on revenue. We have to make a change. Now with the demand creation approach, the nice thing is they didn't just become aware and then started considering options and they found your company. You're the one that helped create the awareness in the first place. A lot of times that consideration process is them just checking you out, seeing what you do, your customer success stories, your LinkedIn profile, your website, getting more familiar with you because you were the one who addressed it and brought it to their attention in the first place and then booking a call with you. So you've basically created this category of one where you're now in it because you were the one that brought it to their attention in the first place. You've got the leverage. Typically it's a much shorter sales cycle. There's way less vendors involved. This is the place that you wanna be. So I want you to think about this as you go into the content strategy. 
But I also want you to think about how really do your customers buy? Where do they find you? Where do they go next? Do they look at your website? If so, where do they go on the website? When they book a call with you or they schedule the next steps, are you capturing information along that journey so that you know how they're moving through it and you can do a better job guiding them throughout the way? And of course, once they become a customer, they're now in customer onboarding, customer success and retention. And then of course, you've got an opportunity to saturate that customer and do more work with them, make a bigger impact, do more business. Step number two to go along with step number one is you need to define your role in that customer buyer journey. Who do you want to be? Because a lot of companies right now, unfortunately, are playing the desperate salesperson role. It's general pitches. It's buy this, buy this, me, 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 me. And believe me, you want to take the opposite approach in sales and in marketing. What we want to do with you right now is we want to position you as one of the most trusted brands in your industry. We don't want to be salesy along the way of the customer buyer journey. We want to be the trusted guide that is helping them get to where they want to go. Not just by saying we're the best option, we're the best option, only buy from us, only buy from us, but it's giving them valuable content where they can make educated decisions. It's answering the tough questions that other companies are scared to answer. It's putting things out there in an open and transparent way so that you start to build trust and they start to see you as the credible expert, which has given you way more likelihood that they actually buy from you. Step three, we need to align our home bases with everything that we just talked about, with our brand, with what role we want to play in the buyer journey, what we stand for, our vision, our values. We now want to make sure our home bases, our websites, our social media platforms, they all align with this. So on your website, think about a couple things, right? The seven second rule. In seven seconds or less, a potential customer should be able to land on your website and know exactly what you do and who you do it for. You should also be transparent with your pricing because that is how customers buy. They want to know what things cost when they're doing their research. If you're not going to give it to them, another competitor will. And if you're sitting there saying, I can't give pricing, Alex, our industry is really unique, or it's different pricing, or it's complex, or it depends on the customer, then you got to be able to give a range. The point is you got to be able to educate the public or the potential customer on what the marketplace looks like. And of course, with that, you've got to be able to answer their common questions and concerns and what's on their mind. What do they care about? And not just the easy questions, you got to answer the tough ones too. If there's a question that you feel a little uncomfortable with answering, that's probably the one you need to answer the most. And of course, you need to stack the proof. When a potential customer lands on your website or your LinkedIn profile or wherever it might be, they wanna know not only what you do and how you do it and why you're unique, but they also wanna know that you've done this before and you've gotten results, that you're proven. Now, you can say it all you want, but when your customers are saying it for you, it holds a lot more weight. So I'm talking text testimonials, recommendations, and video testimonials. Load them up. And again, of course, with all of that, make sure that your social media pages and your other content channels align directly what you've just created on the website and the home base. Number four, before we actually get into the social media content, we want to start creating our shareable sales content. What? Now you might be wondering why I'm going to sales content first before I get the social media or the traditional marketing content. And I'll explain why. When we're talking about sales content, and I'm talking about workbooks, guides, videos, things of that nature, this is content that you can give to your sales team. And you're going to work with your sales team to create this content. You're going to need to know what's on the customer's mind, what questions do they have, what's important to them. And then you're going to start creating this content together collaboratively to where your sales team and the operations team, they have quality content to present to potential customers and customers. I'm not talking about sales slicks. This is our company and this is what we offer. And here's the five different ways we do it. No, 
that's fine to have, but I'm talking about you need value-based content that educates your customer. Think about a video just like this. This is a great piece of educational content that I can now share with potential customers. And if you're trying to put together a content strategy right now and you're sitting here taking notes and jotting things down, is it safe to say that I'm building some trust and credibility with you right now? Because I think it is. Is it safe to say that if you're probably gonna work with somebody, whether it's coaching consulting or whether it's done for you, whatever that looks like, is it safe to say that I'd probably be the top option if you've gotten value? from this? Yes. So we want to arm our sales team and our operations teams with the exact same thing. They need to have good quality content that they can use to book calls with prospects, to send pre-call, to use during the call, to send post calls, because this is going to help them book more calls. It's going to help them close more deals in the pipeline through follow-up, next steps. It's just a win-win. But again, marketing and sales have to work together to create this content. Number five, we implement your social media and content strategy. See, we're finally getting to it, but we had four other steps to get to before we got here because those four set up everything that's to come on this fifth one. Now, a couple things to think about when it comes to your social media and content strategy. And I say social media and content because I don't wanna leave out things that are off social media like newsletters, blogs, podcasts, maybe events that you're doing. There are other content channels that we can build out and ideally they can work with social media and then social media can work with the other ones. We can take people to and from those places. But a couple things to think about here. Number one, you need to think about what type of content you wanna put out there. So go through your customer insights and ideation. You should be speaking to customers and jotting down what's on their mind, what do they care about, what do they struggle with, what do they desire. That should help fuel a lot of the content that you come up with. And of course, nowadays you can use AI and other tools to help you generate more ideas and topics and things of that nature, but it needs to be aligned with your customer base. So if you think about content, it's really what are you creating? What's the content that you're actually going to create? And then where are you gonna distribute it? And those two things, along with a couple other factors, determine where you want to get that content out to, what channels are gonna work best for you and your company and your overall strategy. I would recommend thinking about your content pillars. It's not that you have to stay like within a box. I would say it's more like a playground and less like a square box. You can jump outside of those if you need to. You can tweak those or change those if you need to. But overall, you should have an idea on what are we gonna talk about consistently that's gonna help build our brand, build trust with our customers, and ultimately drive business for our company. You can have three pillars, two pillars, five pillars. You definitely probably want a couple primary pillars. These are gonna be the staples that you talk about for probably years to come, just in different ways and shapes and forms. And then maybe you've got a couple that are a little bit outside of the industry, but that you feel will connect you with your audience and potential customers in a more unique or better way. You're gonna to wanna to think about educational content, inspirational, motivational content, entertainment content, and my favorite, edutainment. That's where we combine education with entertainment. Now remember, this is the content strategy, so I'm not gonna get too into the super technical stuff here. There will be plenty more videos on that though. As you start creating your content though, I do want you to think about who are you trying to impact, what is the impact you wanna make on them, and how will you best deliver that message or make that impact? Pretty good general rule of thumb to use for any type of content that you're getting ready to create. Now when it comes to the social media platforms, I would consider a couple things. Going back to the customer buyer journey, where are your customers? You need to make sure they're at least there or moving towards there. Doesn't mean they all have to be there right this second either. Don't wait for all your customers to get there for you to set up shop. You wanna be early, you wanna be a pioneer. You wanna build your brand there first. But if you're in the process of selecting where should we go, ideally it's a place that you feel like your customers are either there now or they're gonna be there real soon. The other thing I would think about is organic reach. 
I would probably avoid platforms that are heavily saturated, that are pretty much pay to play, that if you start an organic strategy, it's gonna be very, very difficult to grow in followers, to grow with engagement, and to actually attract clients there. So for me, and if you're listening to this, you're probably in B2B, a lot of your customers, if not all of your customers, are probably on LinkedIn. LinkedIn also has amazing organic reach as it sits here today. That's probably a great platform to build on. Podcasting can always be a great route, and I really think the same with YouTube. Long-form content mixed with the YouTube shorts, it's the one-two punch. It's probably gonna work in almost any industry because basically everyone uses YouTube. TikTok still has amazing organic reach as it sits today. That could be a platform to consider for short or medium-form content. Now, again, without going too much in the weeds, here. Just think about what are you going to build and how can you branch off of that? So if you're going to say, I'm going to do a long form video, perfect. YouTube is probably great. But then how do we take the YouTube long form and we break that down into short form content for LinkedIn, for YouTube shorts, for TikTok? How do we take the podcast and we break that down too into a newsletter, into a blog, into short form, into long form? Be really thoughtful in terms of how you build this out because ideally you want to maximize your effort. You want to squeeze this orange or lemon for everything you've got. Don't think I'm just going to create, you know, a couple pieces of content on LinkedIn or a couple pieces of content on TikTok. Think about the overarching strategy and how each platform can kind of play into one another. Number six, build your content system and operations. This is extremely underrated and it's the reason that most people can't stay consistent with their content over a period of months, if not years. Do not implement a content strategy without doing this because you're going to be all fired up in the beginning. You're going to be excited and then you start implementing and start doing the content and then you get a couple weeks in, you got no system, no process no operations, and you're like, yeah, I'm busy. I got stuff going on with the business and the family, and then you quit. This will ensure that that does not happen. A few things to consider here. Your content calendar and posting schedule. Get on a rhythm. Ideally, you can schedule content for the following week or even a couple weeks out or even a month out. Now, I leave opportunity in there to do things off the cuff too occasionally, of course, but get in a rhythm. Decide what days you're gonna post and how many you're gonna post and how you're gonna go about posting it. I would also highly recommend that you set up a mini studio, especially if you're gonna do video, and I would think that nowadays you almost have to do video as part of the content strategy, and it does not have to be anything fancy. I'm talking about getting a smartphone or a camera, a quality mic, a couple pieces of lighting, a tripod, and you've got a mini studio. You definitely want to get a project management tool such as Trello, Monday.com, ClickUp, because you need to be able to organize all of your content from content idea to raw content to edited video to ready to be posted to edited content to ready to be posted content. And you can also automate a ton of things in that process. Example, I drop a raw video in my G Drive. It automatically creates a card and a file in Trello. The editor picks up that file, edits the video, they send it back another automation on the back end. Make it easy for yourself, but definitely archive all of your content. One, because when you're feeling like you don't have a lot of ideas or concepts or you're struggling to come up with what to talk about, you can then go back and pull from your archive. You can either remix or recreate some of those previous posts, or in some cases, you can literally use the same content again. And last but not least, you need to think about the people involved in this content creation process. And I know this will depend on the size of the company and your resources and things like that, but ideally at minimum, you've got someone that's helping you with the video editing. Maybe you've got a content director or somebody else that's helping you develop some of the copies, schedule some of the posting, do the behind the scenes stuff. But think about the people that you need, the team that you need to build out in order to really bring this content strategy to life and get real results. You can't do it by yourself long-term, I promise you. Best case scenario, you build that team in-house. But I know sometimes that's costly and that's hard to find talent and you've got to train them, onboard, you got to do all this stuff. So then the other option there is just to hire people from a trusted company that can supply you with content talent. There's companies that do that, right? And number seven, you need to be able to track and analyze your performance and improve along the way. 
So in the beginning, we talked about attributing where your leads are coming from or where your customers are coming from. So when someone books a call or they schedule time with you or they go down your path to conversion, that potential customer should have to answer the question, where did you first discover us? And leave it open-ended because you want as much insights and valuable information in terms of how they got to you, what the journey was like. You want as much of that as you can because all of this is gonna help you, one, create better content, two, help you improve the customer buyer journey, and three, you're gonna be able to have something to track and measure in terms of an ROI. So I'd be looking at website analytics, how many people are going to your website, where are they coming from, what are they clicking on, how long are they staying on it, what's converting from that. I would be looking at social media analytics. Most platforms now, LinkedIn, YouTube, TikTok, they have really good in-platform analytics, but you can also use third-party services too. You wanna know what are your top performing posts and why, the engagement levels, the follower trackers, are they going up, are they down, what's trending, what's not. And of course, when someone on your team is actually talking to a potential customer and they filled out that form, where did you first discover us? And let's say they say something like, I've seen your LinkedIn content the past three months. Now on that call, you want to clarify and get better insights. So you want to ask questions like, hey, how long have you been consuming our content? What about our content really struck a chord with you? What resonated with you? What didn't? What made you reach out now versus when you saw the content a couple months back? Again, this is all valuable insights and information that we can use to create better content, to understand our customer buyer journey better and to ultimately win more business and build a better brand. And of course, with all of this, this does absolutely nothing if you don't actually take this and apply it. You've got to be able to execute. But at minimum, make sure you hit that subscribe button now so you do not miss the next video just like this. We'll see you around.